Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn in your Bibles with me to 1 Kings 17. We'll read quickly 1 to 9. 1 Kings 17 verse 1. The Bible says, And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, it said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew or rain in this land except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith. Somebody said the word of the Lord. Say it like you believe it. In any season, you see the word of the Lord will come through. He said, which flows into Jordan, and it will be that you shall drink from that brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So here was the prophet of God that God was saying to him, he should go hide himself by the brook. He should go into lockdown. This prophet was going into lockdown in a season of lockdown, and God said, even though there's going to be lockdown, I'm going to make provision for you. Even in a season of lack, where there's going to be no rain upon the land, I will ensure you are provided with. If I have to use a raven to do it, I will do it. If I have to use a government who doesn't normally give out, it's going to give to you. You know, a government who takes from you, I'm going to make them to give to you. I'm going to make sure that circumstances and situations that normally drip out of you is going to give to you. If a raven must do it, it will do it. The Bible said in verse 5, so he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and stayed by the brook Cherith, which flows into Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning. <laughs> bread and meat in the morning while he was locked down. Bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook while there was scarcity in the land. Verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up. The season changed. Because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, or Sidon, whichever one, and dwell there. See, I have commanded the widow there to provide for you. I have commanded the widow. As your season changes, there's still going to be a provision. Yeah. Hallelujah. This morning, for a couple of minutes, we're going to be looking at the subject, getting the best out of seasons. Getting the best out of seasons. No matter how long a season lasts for, God has ensured that night and day would always come. No matter how long a day lasts for, no matter how long a season lasts for, it is certain for us to know that God has ensured that life moves in seasons. Whether it is a dry season or wet season, I want you to understand, friends, that there are times that that season does not look favorable. There are times that we go through situations and we feel that when will this be over? And some people are listening to me this morning and probably they are thinking so. That I'm going through a time in my life and it feels that. This is just not changing. When will my change come? 
I remember 18 months ago when the lockdown thing started. We all felt it would be like just for about three weeks, four weeks. I remember the first time we told ourselves we're not going to come to church. It seemed like it would be just for about four weeks. Everybody thought, well, maximum two months, this will be over. And then weeks turned into months, months into a year plus. And it seemed like when will this season be over? Everybody knew the thing that used to bustle with life looked dried up. But no matter how long it takes, my friend, a change is here. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I see the joy of the Lord coming to you in the name of Jesus. Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, it said, this is what God said, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall never cease. God ensure that the construction, the makeup of the earth is in seasons. So you must tell yourself that why must I take a permanent decision because of a temporary season? You have to first of all remind yourself, why get out of line, get out of character? Why do things I will regret forever? Because a season has come upon me. No matter who you are, we all go through seasons. If you are by any chance going through any season this morning that is unpleasant, I want you to know that God is in the business of changing season. Amen. Do not lose hope. Do not lose your faith. Do not lose hope. Just hold on. And I see a change coming. Amen. Knowing and understanding what is required. Knowing and understanding when a season changes is critical to your joy, to your fulfillment. Not necessarily knowing why the season. You know, there's a level where you feel, I need to know why I'm going through what I'm going through. Sometimes you don't need to know why. I'm telling you. Sometimes you may never even know why. There is a level you walk with God that why is not the question. In fact, why not is the question. If not me, who else? Imagine the war breaks out and the commander-in-chief calls the best military team and says, okay guys, I'm sending you to so and so. They don't ask, ah, Mr. President, why us? They don't ask that question because they understand that we exist to fight wars. But the question is, how long is the mission? Or what do we need to do? You need to understand what you do in your season. You need to understand what to do. And when season has changed, when is the mission over? Very important. There is no season in your life that is not designed for your progress. There is no season. Even in the season of your pain, the season of your waiting, the season that seems to be tears and tears, there is no season that is not designed for your progress. My dear friend, you must understand that if God said, I'm making you, you have to grow in every season, then you have to walk in out in the progress. When you fail to understand the relevance of season, you don't make progress. Even when things seem to be out of shape, you must understand that this, even these will work to my good. It will work to my advantage. In the name of Jesus, there is no season that is not meant for your progress. I pray that this will lift you up today in Jesus' name. So in this service today that is normally dedicated to our vision and our prayer service, we must understand that we have to key into certain critical things about God's assignment for us individually and corporately.
So when God told me last month that we step into the completion phase, completion phase, I had to understand what that means. Personally, completion phase, personally, and I had to understand what it meant for us corporately. And that's exactly how you need to take that. When a word comes, understand what it means for you as a person, what it means for you as a family. Completion phase doesn't mean everything about life is being completed. It means a chapter, a phase of your, do you understand that? So it could be a phase of waiting. It could be a phase, whatever the thing is, you have to understand what it meant for you. So completion phase. There are certain things that are completed. The war is over. Amen. In certain areas. And every believer knows that when one battle is over, another one is waiting. Nothing can stop seasons when they show up. What is important is you need to know how to key into the season. When season changes, you can't stop it. You can't say, oh, no, 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 no. I don't want the rainy season right now. I see I have some crop to sow. I have some stuff to do. The rain comes out. I got a wedding. I got whatever. When season changes, the person that needs to change is you. <laughs> and I want you to understand that season is important. We can't change it because God is in control of seasons. Amen. Whenever you come into a new season, you need to ask God, God. What is the key for this season? What is the key for this new season? What is the key? What is the wisdom? What is the master key for? Because every season has a key. Every season is important for you to know it has a key. And you need to ask God. That's the reason why we pray from day to day. That's the reason why we pray from season to season. You need to always ask God who controls season. You can't assume that I'm going to do what I did in the last season in this season. In fact, it is ignorant to conclude that it's the same way I did it before. I'm going to do it exactly the same way. You will probably get the same frustration. Because it was good in the last season does not mean if you carry on the same principle exactly the same way, you're going to get the same answer. Because a cloth was good in the last season doesn't make that same cloth good in the next season. There are clothes that many of us have packed up and we've locked up for the last few months now. Thank God, Ghana packing is about to happen in the next few weeks. <laughs> many of us need to bring out some wonderful clothes we have not used and send out to missions. Within the next one month, I think, we're sending out stuff to missions. The largest consignment ever sent, we're going to send in the next one month. Say amen, somebody. We're going to send the largest consignment. Maybe two containers. Now, so when season changes, you have to ask God, Lord, what do I do with this new season? How do I maximize this season? How do I maximize this season? So it's the same way by which you look at the natural thing that you applied into the spiritual. That's the key for progress. So whether it is spiritual winter or spiritual summer. Because in life, we go through spiritual winter. A time that it seems like, God, what's going on? Whether it's spiritual summer, a time that it seems like, wow, everything just, I like, touch is gold. Everything is going well. Whatever the thing is, whether it's a time I'm visibly serving the Lord. Or I'm serving the Lord within the crowd. I want to understand that God has a key for every season. Very important. Learning the key is the key to your progress. 
Reality in God's kingdom is time dependent. It's time dependent. There are certain things you must understand that they are just not good at a particular season. Reality in God's kingdom is time dependent. The Bible makes it clear to us in Exodus chapter 3 verse 1. He said for every purpose under the heaven, there is a time and a season. Every purpose has a time. There are some things you do in a particular time that are just not good enough. Even though what you did was a good thing, but the time you are doing it is the wrong time. My family knows this too well. I like fellowship. I like talking. But there are times you don't talk to me. It leads to a fight. I told her the other day. <laughs> my wife did something like that. She did it again yesterday. I said, after 30-something years, you know these things. I said, there is a point you see my face when I'm studying. Don't move near that man. So when I now feel I want fellowship, now she's saying, no, me too, I don't want. I said, madam, when a plane is about to take off, a pilot tells everybody, including his father, his mother, his wife, and his enemy, everybody sit down, fasten your seatbelt. She said, yes, okay. When that plane reaches the cruising altitude, you know, say, everybody feel free to go around, do whatever you want to do. He said, but the pilot announces, you don't announce <laughs> that you're about to cruise. I said, but my face, <laughs> I said, but my face, shoot. <laughs> I said, you're a woman of the spirit. Does the spirit not tell you? <laughs> I said, does the spirit not tell you? That when you enter the room, you could see his face. Shut the door. So it's good to contact, it's good to make fellowship, it's good to talk, but there are certain times that it is not wise. Everything in the kingdom is time dependent. Every reality is important for us to know that that's exactly how it is. Do you know the interesting thing in that? Even Satan changes his strategies in seasons. Oh, yes. Even Satan. There are certain things Satan will not bring to you in a particular season. Some of you don't know this thing, but listen. There are some temptations you don't get until you are rich. Or should I say, you control a particular level of income. So it's okay for you to criticize some people right now. But when you handle their kind of resources, or when you handle their power, then you understand that, oh, you know, you want to justify yourself, but that's exactly where they were. So, the devil knows how not to bring certain things to you, and he changes his strategies in seasons. The Bible said, Jesus Christ, when he was tempted by Satan, Satan left him for an opportune time. Listen, my friend, there is an opportune time for everybody. There is some kind of thing you have not seen yet, because you are not there yet. Here is my concern. When believers, children of God, actually live their life carelessly with lack of discernment, that, that's what the devil does. The devil is changing his strategies because of a season, but you just live anyhow. Right now, as, of, as for the world is in a season where a season changeover. And what you are doing at this, at this time is important. How you carry yourself spiritually and physically right now is important because there's a change in season. It's not the time you take everything or take things for granted. 
There's a wrong time. There is a season. There is a time. So it's a switchover season. Everybody must get their brains together. In a time of switch. The Bible tells us the way we can understand these things is by walking in the fear of the Lord. In Psalm 25 verse 14, he said the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. So here is a point. Can you say that your actions, your thoughts, demonstrate the fear of the Lord? Because that's where it begins from. If you can fear God in your actions, you understand you will be able to maximize seasons. Amen. There are things we need to do so that we can get the best out of season. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 19, Jesus Christ said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. If I, the amplified version put out better, is that whatever you bind on earth, it is as it's bound already in heaven. Because whatever you are seen on earth is already established in heaven. Amen. So what Christ said there is I will give you keys of the kingdom. But of a fact, we know that there's the keys of the kingdom is different from the key to the kingdom. Keys of the kingdom is like keys to this building. There are several keys in this building because there are different doors, different offices with different levels of security. So the keys are graded in the building. But there's only one key to the building. Everybody who has the key to this building has the same key to the building. But because the key is digitalized key, everybody holds that same key, but the key is programmed differently. But the program to enter the building is one for all. Are you following me so far? Now, don't blame me. Blame Pastor Falabi, who came up with the idea many years back. So you see, the key to the kingdom is one key. And that key is called Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the key to the kingdom. He said, Behold, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way to the Father. No other way. You don't need two keys to get to the Father. If you are talking about your season, you only need to know one key to the season. And that's Jesus. But now, he said, I'm going to give you keys of the kingdom, which now are many. So the keys of the kingdom come with knowledge, come with understanding. So if you take your key from the door, and you go to some offices, and you are hitting the door, you, you can break your key. Because that key does not open that door. It depends on having the understanding of what you need to do in that room that qualifies you to get into that room. Do you get the point now? Oh, I'm a pastor uh, in church life. Now, your key may not open the office of the church health. So, you see that it depends on where you are going and what you are programmed for. Or what you are ready for. It depends on your availability to serve in that room. Then you have access to that room. So, you see. The keys of the kingdom allows you to actually maximize your season. 
So it tells you what this season is about and you begin to function in that level of light. It comes with illumination, understanding. Unfortunately, many Christians, even though they have got the key to the kingdom, they have shown no regard to mastering the keys of the kingdom. Even though they've been born again for many years, but they have not grown. Because growth allows you to understand changing seasons of your life. Growth allows you to know what to do. You could be hitting your head against the door. This door is not opening. This door is not opening. But you see, you need to grow and mature. It's like, mommy, mommy, I can't get to this room. You say, well, what are you doing in that room? It's not, what, what are you doing? Oh. So sometimes we could be born again for many years, but for lack of growth, we are not accessing the kingdom. We're not getting the best out of it. So it's called carnality. Canality is a problem why many people actually say, oh, I've been born again, no question. But the Bible said the carnal man does not take the spiritual things because they are enmity. So rather we grow into murmuring, we grow into complaining, we grow into asking for titles and recognition and asking for rights when we are given none. That's what we grow into. God said if that's a focus, you can't understand when the season changes. So it's like, uh, you just throw tantrums. So it's like a child you are telling, you can't go out dressed like that. But that's how I dressed last month when we went to that function. But the season has changed. No, I like this dress. Mm, I'm going to go out. So the child goes out dressed like that. Because they're not capturing the essence of the change season. My prayer really this morning, more of a prophetic assignment for us. That we will be able to, one, as a local church, understand our changing season. You as a person understand the change in your season. Because I want you to understand what has happened in the world. You cannot divulge it from spiritual reality. Something has happened in the world. We are crossing over to something else. You can't enter into it without care. You can't enter into it without thinking. You can't enter it without preparation. Is that clear to us now? Now, before we proceed, let's talk about some foundational pillars of all seasons. In every season, there are certain things that don't change. Let's talk about those first. Some foundational pillars. What I have called unseasonal pillars <laughs> of all seasons. The first one is the supremacy of the scriptures. In every season... One thing that doesn't change is the supremacy of God's word. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. It says all scriptures are written for what? They are given by the inspiration of God for profitable, for doctrine, for reproof. Now watch this. I don't want to miss anything here. For reproof. All scriptures profitable for reproof. Some of us only know scriptures for encouragement. So when the scripture comes with reproof, we fight it. We think, oh, no, no, it's not God's word. But it's not scripture. It's profitable for reproof. It's profitable for doctrine, for correction, for instruction. Say amen. amen. Instruction in righteousness. He said that the man or the woman of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God wants you to do good work. And so when the scripture comes and it rebukes you or corrects you or instructs you in righteousness, 
You must understand that he's pointing me to good work. It can't be the devil because it's the scriptures. All scriptures. So the supremacy of the scriptures is the first thing. The supremacy of the scripture. In every season of your life. So imagine somebody, I'm not saying you, but somebody found themselves in an unprofitable season or a difficult season. Let's say that they were framed, they were sent to jail. Right? That's a season of their life. Even in that time, that person is, by the compulsion of God's word, you must prioritize the word of God. You cannot make up your own rules because you are in prison. Did you understand what I just said now? Somebody has just been bereaved. You can't make up your own words if you are a believer. You must understand the word of God is still supreme. Now, because somebody is rejoicing, you can't say, ah, it is joy that fills my heart. That's why I'm misbehaving. Mm -mm. So in all seasons, it must still be the word of God. It can't be changed. In every season, whether we're on the mountaintop or in the valley, the supremacy of God's word must always be there. My friend, if you have any person you are dealing with and they don't sign up to this, just know you are fighting a lost battle. They cannot get it. You have to pray for them. Number two, unchangeable pillars of all seasons. Whether you are in, out, or out, whether you are winning or you are losing, these things cannot be changed. The priesthood ministry of every believer. In any season you find yourself, you must understand this is it. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special, God's own special people. You must understand that you are called to proclaim his praises. You'll be called out of darkness into his marvelous light. The priesthood of every believer in any season. What am I saying here? I'm trying to remind us that in any season, you don't forget the fact that you are mandated to remain a priest of God. You are mandated to know that I must pray. Listen, a priest does not just pray for himself, he prays for other people. So, even though you are not happy, even though you are upset, even though you are throwing tantrums, as a priest, you have a duty, first of all, to God. <laughs> Can you, can you understand what I'm saying? Now? This is how you maximize us. In fact, this is how you cut short on godly seasons. Many Christians are elongating their own trouble because they have no respect for these laws. Even if you have been caught in the wrong thing and you are guilty, you must say, Lord, I am sorry I am guilty, but I remain a priest forever. Am I talking to somebody this morning? And the recognition of this priesthood makes you to make a U-turn and a turnaround. You don't remain in a lifestyle of disobedience. You come back into your own understanding of a priesthood. The priesthood of believers. You have a responsibility to stand before God and man always. Not because you're a pastor. But because you're born again. In all seasons. That's why we may be quarreling. But we start that settlement with let us pray. Do you understand now? That is what it's about. Number three, the value of corporate worship. It doesn't change in any season. Whether it is a lockdown season or a locked up season, corporate worship. We can't change it because we are called out 
collectively and individually to worship God. We are called out. Corporate worship. What do I mean by this? The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 21. I don't have the time to read the whole lot. So I'll read 21 and read 27. But I encourage you to read the whole lot. It says, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Now again, the head to the feet. So even though the hand is there, the head is there, you can't say, well, I'll just be head by myself. I'll just be hand by myself. No, we can't change this in any season. Can you imagine the lockdown season? Your hand tells you, because I'm locked down. <laughs> I'm locked down. I'm not going to get involved with your body today. In any season, so it's in the season of lockdown, all of us concluded we are going to worship only online. It was a season. It was a corporate platform. In the locked up season and unlocked season, we agreed that we're going to have both, but we have to prioritize coming together because that's the way called out ones. Amen. It's important. We're called out to worship. We're not called in to stay locked in. We cannot trade it in any season. And that these things are important. Do you know why these things are put in place by God? He's wiser than all of us. Because he has put in another clause. Only lawyers will help me to say that when they say there's something subsections, so and so article, this and that. I wish I could say it very well. It makes them look smart when they say it. Because God has said that if you have ought against anybody and you want to give your offering, first of all, go and resolve it. Can you see the wisdom in that scripture? But if we are locked down, Somebody is they are just giving the offering, even though they are throwing fire at their enemy. Who is their neighbor? Their brethren. Because we are not seeing each other face to face. We can carry on with the malice. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm trying to say that's how the carnal mind thinks. If I don't see you, I can carry on with the malice. Ah, if I see you, ah, we have to talk by force. So God ensured that you don't allow offense to grow into evening time. Do you get the point now? You can't, the hand can't say to the head, I have no need of you. You see, if you carry on with malice, with a person you are, number one, it tells about husband and wife, where you don't keep malice, God talks about also when you worship together. If you can sustain that, then you need to check what is the spirit you are carrying. You can't change things that are timeless, no matter the season matter the season. We have to understand the corporate worship. It's important to God. The Bible tells us in Psalm 133, it says that how good and pleasant is it for brethren to dwell together. You can't change it. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19, the living translation Bible, it says that you are a member of God's own very family. And you belong to God's household. With every other Christian, behold. Every other, you belong. So these things don't change with seasons. Number four, your identity in Christ. It doesn't change with season. It does not change. There is no season that should change this. Don't allow seasons to make you to lose your own identity. Ah, you have been raised with Christ. You are joined hands with Christ himself. Don't let situations that you are going through 
make you to think you are not who God calls you. You are chosen, you are beloved. He's called you out. He called you his own. That's who you are. So there is no season that you change your identity. Your identity in Christ, you have been raised with Christ. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 16 to 17, he said, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, we may also be glorified with him. Can I have an amen? amen. That's what it is. There's no season that you change your identity. Know who you are. Now, if you know who you are, you can't say because now is the low season of your life, you begin to behave out of character. You can't say because of season, you know, because of where I'm working, you know, everybody around me, they're unbelievers. Then you forget who you are. No. You are a child of God. Right? You may have messed up. You may have done bad stuff. But you are a child of God. And these things help you to control the season. To put the season in perspective. Amen. Lastly, these are things that are foundational truth of all season. Abundant grace. That in any season, I have grace. There's abundant grace. <laughs> I love this point. Oh my Jesus. Because there are some seasons that makes you to feel I can't make it through the night. Some seasons that tells you I've been waiting for too long. I, I, think, it, I think I'm just I'm exhausted. I want to tell somebody here today there is grace for you. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. Chapter 12, verse 9. He said, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength. He's made perfect in your weakness. I know you're going through a bad season right now. But my grace is sufficient. Receive the grace of God. Receive the strength of God. In any season you are in, in the name of Jesus. He said, therefore, because you know there is grace, therefore, most gladly. Someone said, most gladly. He said, most gladly, I will rather boast in my families that the power of Christ, <laughs> hallelujah, may rest upon me. Somebody here need to understand this is a secret. You know, I begin to say, Lord, I thank you. I give you praise for whatever it is I'm going through. I thank you, Lord. I receive grace to make it through. In Jesus' name, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 37, he said, yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through Christ who loved it. Somebody say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than conquerors. I am more than, you are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus. He who has loved you with everlasting love. Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, this scripture blessed me many years ago. You know, the first time he hit me was actually somewhere in this U.S. where I I'm going to order, but in chapter 1, verse 20, he says, According to my earnest expectation, he was a sister in a particular fellowship my friend uh, Pasoni used to go to, and uh, that woman was going through a whole lot of stuff. But she now went and printed a, a, a t shirt. And uh, my friend told me that, you know, that this sister, anytime I see her in service, she blesses me so much. So I went and I read, I went and I opened my scripture to read what's written on her t shirt, and then. When she was going to greet me after the service, she greeted me well, by life or by death. Are <laughs> you getting my point? And I just going to say, and he just talked to my spirit since that time. He said, according to my honest expectation, number one, you must have an expectation. 
Somebody say, I have an expectation. My expectation shall not be cut off in the name of Jesus. He says that by my expectation, he said, that and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed. You will not be ashamed. Shame is not your portion in the name of Jesus. Somebody said, shame is not my portion in the name of Jesus. He said, in nothing I shall not be ashamed. And he says that, but with all boldness. Oh, I love this scripture. He said, with all boldness. Somebody said, all boldness. All boldness. You must say boldly. You must let the devil hear that I know this thing. I declare this thing. I shall not be ashamed. I will. Ref I refuse to be ashamed. In all boldness as always. Now also in Christ. Christ will be magnified in my body. Oh, I, I don't think you're hearing me this morning. He said Christ will be magnified in my body. Whether by life or by... Oh, Jesus. Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. Wow. It takes a person who has met with God to say things like this. Many years ago, I looked at the woman. I said, wow. That's what just talked to my brain. By life or by death. She greeted, she never met me before. She said, by, by life. Or by death. That's how she was greeting people in the, in the fellowship. My friend told me, he said, that sister, her faith is rugged. When you can tell the devil to do your worst, <laughs> I can't be bothered. My mind is made up. There is nothing you're going to do. The shame is not my portion. I boldly declare it. I have an expectation in God that in all season, in every season, in every season, Christ shall be glorified. My goodness. During the season of lockdown, it meant abundance for many. It also meant scarcity for many. The season of lockdown. There's something about the season of abundance. Season of abundance has side effects. Many people don't know that. But let me point out to you, it's my job. Side effects. You know what it is? Side effect is during season of abundance, people don't naturally remember scarcity. When you are in a season of abundance, there are many things to take for granted. Abundance food, that's when people eat. They just take a few spoons and say, you know what, I'm full. Okay, so put the rest in the fridge. Oh, no. I just put it in the bin. I've heated it. Really. They take a little bit of bread. And you can see the whole loaf is still in front of them. So what's going to happen to that? What? I'll throw it. I said, that is somebody's food. Some of us need to go to mission field. We really need to. That... Many things we waste will be delivered from it. In a season of abundance, you just believe it's always going to be there. So people waste things. In a season of abundance, you don't think that it's not going to be there tomorrow. So you waste things. You use one thing and yet you just drop it anyhow. In tears, you just say, oh, it's, it's, it's one now. I'm going to buy another one. Something you could stitch. Something you could manage. Now, some of us, and please listen, this is God's word. 
some of us in the season of lockdown, we have had an experience of saving money in a way we have never dreamt in our life. Now, talk to me. You've always wanted to save, but you have had opportunities brought on you in a way to save money. You have never dreamt of that level before. Now, that is a season. If you don't understand a change in season, you will miss the purpose and the blessing of that season. That's why I'm saying this to some of us to understand. And some of us have been through a time of lack. Listen, there are certain things which normally you will have used money for. You have not used it. And so those money piled up. You, have, you could have used your time for certain things. You have not used your time for those things. Those things piled up. So abundance in time of lockdown. Youthful age is a season of abundance. Because you always tell yourself, I have time. And so, I can use it as I deem fit. I'm showing us different abundance seasons. So you say to yourself, I can do anything I want to do. You get into the habit of thinking you'll be young forever. Most people here can remember when their parents were 50 years old. And like, mommy, daddy, you are old. They themselves have gone past that level now. Mm. <laughs> it will not always be like this. So question to ask yourself, what is it that, what is it that has been brought to you in this season that you have taken for granted? In the season of lockdown that you have taken for granted, what is it? The thing about it, friends, is the deception that comes from the season of plenty is complacency. It's a deception. It comes from the season of plenty. You become complacent. You become relaxed. That's why many of us will find it hard to break certain habits that we have gained in the season of lockdown. What we have seen is ourselves. We have not seen the need of other people. So, we have only given to ourselves. So, many people do not understand what it means to give to other people's need. We have only given at a convenience. We've given mega, mega, just little, mega, little amounts. We have only invested little time into God's things. Because we are locked down. We have built up habits of, you know, waking up anytime to go to work or to do whatever, log in, log out. We have not had the need to prepare to come and serve anybody. Why should we? We're locked down. So abundance comes with a particular lifestyle. But my friend, season has changed. So in the story that we read, and this story is repeated in so many places in the scriptures, to show us how to get the best out of your season. The same story of the prophet that went through season change. You find this encounter even in Luke chapter 12, the rich fool. 
He was rich. But at the time of a changing season, all he could think about again was himself. All he could see was himself. Because he always believed that tomorrow will be there. Jesus Christ said in this one, his soul will be taken from him this very night. Now what became of all the things he has touched up? You find the same story as changing season in 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 3 to 9. Where you see the four lepers. The Bible said they went to the Syrian camp. It was a season of farming for them. But they stumbled into a season of plenty. Do you remember the story? And while they were enjoying themselves with all the gold, they said, ah, what we are doing here is not good. Let us go to the city and I tell them. See, they recognized the change in their season and they did the right thing. You see the same thing in Genesis chapter 41 with Joseph interpreting the king's dream. He said there's going to be a season of plenty and a season of farming. What you do in between your season is important. And let me just leave only four for us. Four or five if I can get there. Number one, beware of prolonged celebration after the season of plenty. Beware of prolonged celebration after your season of plenty. Ah! This about them. They are having documentaries on each player. People are talking about gold, they scored. But the players themselves, they are looking forward to the next match. They are preparing for the next match. After you interview a player that's just won a match, they are saying to them, you know what, well, that's been great today. We have a great match coming up in the next four days. That's our focus. A real champion does not stay too long celebrating the last season. You have to say to yourself, I cannot stay on celebrating the last season. Thank God for the last season. The Bible tells us about this man, the prophet. How did he decree that there will be famine in the land, famine of rain? The word of the Lord came to him. And told him to go to the brook Cherubim. Now listen, that's a time of celebration. You mean Raven is bringing food? <laughs> what a testimony. <laughs> you may be dancing now. But my dear friend, there's another challenge waiting for you. This same man is going to meet Professor Bells. She's going to meet Jezebel down the line. Are you following me now? You cannot stay on celebrating for too long. That's your business that just made a new deal. Thank God for it. Bless God for it. Begin to strategize. Guys, we are meeting early in the morning. Guys, we are meeting to pray in the morning. Many people forget to pray now because they are still celebrating the season. The season of lockdown. They can't pray anymore. They can't take instructions anymore. They have become masters to themselves. I will see if I can make it. What are you doing? Because, because I don't know. Really? That's number one, number one thing. You can take that deeper in your home church studies. Number two, build capacity. How do you maximize, get the best out of your season? Build capacity. In any season you are in, whether it's a Low season, an up season, build capacity. 
spiritual capacity, physical capacity, business capacity, build capacity. That's why I thank God for this church during the lockdown time. One of some certain areas of goals, particularly the media, online mission or whatever transmission that we have never really had time to build up. We built capacity. Build capacity. The choir built capacity in lockdown. So we are coming back to meet a, a wonderful choir. Build your capacity in seasons and true seasons. There is no time you cannot build capacity. A person of vision that is locked down in a cell, use that period to begin to read books, read books, read books. They read things they have never had time to read. Rather than staying there, oh, nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Where would they come and visit me? You are too busy to know who has not visited you. Build capacity. This pregnancy is affecting me. Build capacity. Whatever it is you are carrying in a season, I am waiting for a breakthrough. Build capacity. Because a time is coming when you have no time to build that capacity. How do you get the best out of your season? Are you being blessed this morning? This is important, friends. This is the reason why many people now, you see, it's just like me. I have been saying since Tuesday, oh, I need to get um, England flag. I need to get England uh, shirts. I need to get so many, everything called England so that my street will know that an Englishman. Okay, that's not only the reason. But I've been saying to myself, but I kept on saying it, but I didn't do nothing about it. So even when we say build capacity, so when I now said in the night yesterday, my guys were now running all over the whole place. Every shop was closed. I don't know where they performed this miracle this morning. But friends, when you don't build capacity and you just talk about it, you miss the time to have built it. So it's like the story of the ten virgins. When one, five had oil, the other five were not ready. I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, you will build capacity as a young person. You build capacity in any age you are in. It's never too late to build capacity. So I want to have children. Build capacity on how to raise children now. I want to get married. Build capacity on how to be a good husband. A responsible one. A husband, not a horseman. Build capacity as a wife. Amen. Number three. Build relationships. <laughs> Productivity and fruitfulness are complementary. That prophet that we spoke about, the Bible said the man who stands in the presence of God, he built capacity about hearing the voice of God. He built that capacity how to connect with God, even in the season in the brook. Then build relationships. Your greatest capital will always be relationship. 
build relationships. In any season, whether you are locked up in a cell or locked up in a house, build relationships. Don't enter your house and go out and nobody on the street minds you. Relationships you build right now, my friend, will pay you and pay your children, children in future in ways you don't know. There are things that many people are praying for that relationship provides. If everything you have was because you worked for it, you labored for it, I'm sorry, that's not the way it was meant to be. I can just say you are miserable. Because there are certain things that relationships should bring into the life of you and your children. Build relationship. God said to this man, season has changed. I am sending you to the woman. Are you following me now? And that's woman, that's where he had to abide. Build relationship. Joseph said to the king, he said, a time is coming when there will be lack. That's the people who have been eating their own time, they now came to be buying from him. Amen. Do you remember David and uh, Jonathan? It was because of the relationship between Jonathan and David. David said, is there anybody left in the house of Jonathan that I can show kindness to? So here comes a guy that has been dropped. Mephibosheth, who knew nothing? And he showed up. Ah, Mephibosheth, for the rest of your life, you will enjoy. Oh, my king, what have I done to deserve this? Ah, ah, you don't need to know anything. You'll be eating on my table. Do I need to be washing the floor? No, 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 don't touch anything. I'm a cripple. I, I said nothing. Grace will cover your crippleness. Because of relationship. But when some people's relationship stinks, even when you want to do good, they will say, is there another person that is better considered for that position? That's it. Let's round this up. Number four, obey God's voice in the season. Obey God's voice in the season. Listen. My son, attend to my word. Incline your ears to my sins. It means that even while you are on the job, the job didn't change. But God will give you an instruction. So God said to his man, he said, now I need you to get up from here. It's still a different season. But I need to go to a place I will still make provision for you there. What if you had said that, ah, no, the kind of miracle that the raven has been bringing, ah, this is where the Lord has said it. Listen to me. He's still the same Lord. He's still under the same heaven. You follow my point now? And he's saying to you that I am providing. Now, you don't understand why is this really important? Because that woman she's going to meet, he's going to meet, that woman too had been crying to God. He said, I have prepared, did you notice that? I have prepared a widow. Why would God prepare a person who had no relationship with him? So that woman had been crying, but God, you know, I really don't want to die. Look at me and my son. She's been calling on God. So that's why when he got to her, he said to the woman, you know, go first to your house and make a cake. Because that woman knows that been dealing between her and God. I want to encourage you today. 
Let the voice of God speak into your hearts. You may have heard all kind of stuff, but today if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Harden not your heart. Last but not the least, rejoice in the Lord always. No matter what your seasons are, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, 4 to 6, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Now the man who wrote this, he wrote it from a prison cell. Paul was writing a letter. Please give it to us from verse 1 for you to see what's interesting. Paul was speaking to people who are free. People are outside. People are not locked down. He was on lockdown. From verse 1, he said, Therefore, my beloved, and longed for brethren, my joy and my crown. So stand fast in the Lord. Beloved, I implore Synthic to be of the same mind in the Lord. These two people were quarreling. They were the chief fighters in the church. So Paul was sending them a letter. He said, I need them to be of the same mind. He said, I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also. He said, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Keep going, let's rush. He said, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say to you, rejoice. Let gentleness be known. Your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> but with everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding we guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Amen. Somebody say amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.